Josh Barnett is one of the smartest, coolest, funniest, sweetest guys in the fight game. He was scheduled to talk to us for like 15 minutes. We went almost an hour. His next pay-per-view, Bloodsport 5, airs this Saturday, February 20th, 2021 at 4 p.m. Pacific on Fight TV and at Bloodsport.watch. Check it out. John Moxley, I think, is in the main event. Simon Grimm, Super Duper Beast, who knows? Thanks so much, Josh. We'll see you on Monday when we review Bloodsport 5 and back again Thursday morning for AEW Dynamite. Thanks for listening, y'all. I really need a place to do all these uh, Zoom interviews. It's, I don't have a green screen. I can't make it look like I'm flying in the clouds. On top of <laughs> so. and I'm trying oh, to- hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. I got to go back here. Okay, you and me, Robert, we mm-hmm. got something deeply in common. Which one? Well, other than the fact that we're both Asian men. But uh, uh, I could tell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cerberus, what an underrated, yeah. incredible uh, graphic graphic novel. I mean, it is something accredited with taking comics to a different level, and yeah. uh, I think it's just brilliant, uh, really interesting. Plus, those backgrounds, insane. Oh, Gerhard, it's amazing. Gerhard's amazing. I, I have, a, a, I'm a big comic book guy. I've got a lot of really close friends in the comic industry. And so That's awesome. It's been something I've always been interested in. Have you ever thought about writing a comic? Sure. I mean, I have stories that could be told for sure. And uh, myself and Dan Panosian uh, did pitch an idea to Marvel around Wolverine. Ooh. And that's as much as I'll that's say awesome. about it, but they uh, <laughs> they didn't go for it. And um, yeah, you know, there's always something. There's, there's, there, I, I'm close enough that it, to, to that kind of thing that it could happen for sure. And uh, I, I awesome. am on a, I'm on the uh, an alternate cover of Deadpool that ah. Dave <laughs> was uh, a take at DC's uh, pushing advertising into the into the borders, right? Like mm-hmm. push, uh, there was a I don't know wow. how to buy singles anymore, but DC was having the advertisements like right into the frames and everything, <laughs> and so Dave did a, a satirical cover for Deadpool and now that thing apparently is worth a bunch of money which is insane. Oh my I'm god. I'm on the cover of it. It should be devalued. <laughs> <laughs> well, you at the very least you want to get a cut. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Sweet. Um okay, so yeah, like we're a, an AEW podcast. Uh mm-hmm. we watched uh The Last Blood Sport. Oh, I listened. Awesome. Oh, I listened. Okay. I to, in case case there was any uh, dubious comments, and then I could throw them back in your face. <laughs> Love I it. have a list. Honestly, the best is is hearing Teresa having her 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 like Santa Claus story. <laughs> but you know, oh here's the thing. This is what I always say to folks, and, and and I'll get people on social media. They go, "Is this real or is it is it work?" And I or or is this pro wrestling or is this MMA? And I'll just put yes. <laughs> is it it's real so yes, intense it is real um and that's why we are the hardest hitting event in professional wrestling because people are actually hitting each other <laughs> it's so intense i 
it just shocked. But it also helps, I think, someone like myself, where even though I watch wrestling all the time and talk about it all the time, I consider myself a passive wrestling fan, you know? Uh, I'm not as knowledgeable as a lot of people, like Robert, for example. Um, So watching it, I learned so much more about the actual art of wrestling itself, you know, not necessarily the flourishes and the things Mm -hmm. that visually are stimulating, but... Well, I I got that impression um, after uh, listening to you guys go over the the real bulk of the event and getting towards the end of it, and you had this point where you said um, it made, after watching this, it made the smaller, or what is usually reduced to smaller elements in your normal professional wrestling, now have more importance to you. Absolutely. I mean, that's not the intent of this show, per se. I just want to show... (laughs) you know, the best, most intense action I can in the, in the best way under the, that I know how from the philosophies of the people that, you know, taught me professional wrestling, but yeah, side effects like that are, are wonderful. I love hearing that, that people can now have more interest in what they see on, on, in the ring and Mm -hmm. be more invested because, uh, you know, one thing that, that struck out to me from, uh, going to indie shows and then watching the landscape of professional wrestling is people seem to just not really care that much. And I don't mean like they don't care, like they didn't want to be there, but they're watching a match and they just treat so much of it as just like, it doesn't matter until right. there's a certain point comes and they're like, okay, now I care. Now I'm going to pay attention. And I thought that really sucks because one, I mean, from a fan perspective, you're actually losing out on investment. Like you could be more, entertained by this not just in a surface level way of like cheering or whatever you know that sort of thing but you can you know in a deeper where even you might not have anything to say right now because you're Mm -hmm. too intent at watching what's going on the other thing is is i feel like well from the wrestler's perspective they're they're out there beating the hell out of each other and getting launched over this and dropped on that (laughs) for things that don't matter right and then (laughs) you've only got like another like a five minute end of the match and like okay now we care now we're going to pay attention now we're going to stop you know chanting slogans or doing whatever and now we're going to sit down and actually pay attention and i'm like well i don't know i don't i think that's kind of inefficient <laughs> I guess. yeah well like so but you're like bloodsport doesn't have uh one of the elements that does that like the last day AEW, like uh eddie kingston cut this promo and i just realized like oh my god like he's talking about relationships in a way that mm-hmm. like, no one who does promos does like this thing that we have together this is why i want to fight you and there isn't you know that sort of element in blood sport is that a thing that you like you want to bring to it or uh are, do you have other ways of uh do- uh i mean when you look at professional wrestling products i mean on the surface you might say oh well they're all under that umbrella but if you look at uh an aw or wwe or any of the major promotions you know they have this whole structured out um uh, uh, this whole structured out uh, edifice, right? And mm-hmm. so they know that they've got all these guys locked up under a certain amount of contractual time. They can put all these things into motion and create things that they where they want to, and know that they can then follow them through to an endpoint. We are an indie promotion. I know we don't necessarily look like much of an indie promotion. If you watch Bloodsport Forum Five, I mean, we we spent a lot of time doing. Uh, production on this one and we are working with 5v artist management who you know are more known for 
managing Megadeth and Slipknot and Lamb of God and things like that. Oh so we have access to some incredibly high level people. <laughs> All the GCW folks are as down and dirty, street worthy as possible. So they have uh, an incredible uh, structure on, on how to get shit done and, and get into places that you wouldn't know about. And combined for all of us together, putting our heads in and we were able to, you know, put together a, an incredibly well produced product, especially for, if you knew <laughs> how much it, uh, you know, the kind of costs that go into it and the, the amount of man hours that we use to make up for things like not being AEW, you know, uh, right. but, but so they can follow these things through in a way that you don't necessarily have that luxury and it can be tough to, and I, maybe this is a bit too behind the curtain or maybe more behind the curtain, I should say, than normally I like to get into because I really love to try and steer everyone back to the ring as much as possible because that's the thing we're putting so much effort into. And the behind the scenes, you can hear uh, you can hear a chunk about something happening back there and be like, oh, you know, I got it. But it's like, man, this, this stuff gets so deep and it, and it can be such uh it, it can be a thing that involves so many different moving pieces so many different mm. people that it's really hard to get the fans a real understanding of what it is and then you also kind of have to weigh that am i ruining the magic trick if i do that <laughs> and I, I would you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to ruin the magic trick for people because when i see a magic trick that i like you know what i just i love it and i even know a little bit about how sleight of hand works and you know some of the things about magic but I don't care. I just, I just want to see a good thing, you know? Yeah. So um, we don't, I'm getting long on the tooth on this, but it's, uh, it's harder for us to do things that you might expect as just a given for professional wrestling. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, it, it certainly seems as if you've been very successful at turning some of those possible limitations and liabilities into virtues. Uh, with uh, what you are steering towards, like w- like we're not we're not necessarily familiar with all of the uh, shows you had done prior to four and prior to the the quarantine, but we were all so taken with the the purity and the starkness of what kind of show you were doing this time around and how that really seemed to serve you. Like like what like what was that uh, like, uh, like going into that? Help. Well, I highly recommend that you guys go back and watch uh, Bloodsport 1 through 3. I, I think they are really well done shows. And I'm, I've got a lot of pride in bringing in people that you might not know about or folks that you expect to see in a certain light and then seeing them here mm-hmm. and then allowing you to, to get a different version of themselves and perhaps be, be more impressed with what you see here from a certain, uh, well, like we have uh, um, Anthony Corelli, who's always known as Santino, wrestle in Bloodsport 2 against Simon Grimm. And I, I you know, anybody that oh, only gosh. knows Santino Morella? Santino, when you go watch him in this, in this match, you, you're just going to, it's like a completely different animal. And it's not, and it will not be the kind of thing where you're like, oh, this guy's aping a bunch of stuff to appear to be the thing. Like, no, that's never going to be the case. Yeah. This guy mm-hmm. is a hundred percent. And, you know, we have people like, uh, oh, what is his name now? He's in, he's in a team in WWE and they, the rascals, they just won something, but I don't think they're called rascals anymore. Zachary Wentz also is in blood sport, uh, mm-hmm. too, uh, from Atlantic city. So, I mean, there's a lot more to explore, not to mention you can watch the match, uh, 
of myself versus Minoru Suzuki from Bloodsport One up on YouTube. Uh, okay. But uh, we felt like pandemic um, restrictions affected us the least of other professional wrestling, wrestling products. And, and not to say that we don't like having a live audience because that's that's part of this whole business and we right. love it. And I love having people in that environment to experience these things, you know, for that once in a lifetime uh, moment that it is when you're at that show for the first time. But uh, we, we knew that with our product and with the way that we could do things that not having an audience wasn't actually a deficit. It was something that we could take advantage of. And, and that's the thing about restrictions is, you know, on the surface, it always seems like, you know, what a bummer, but in fact, restrictions can be a great um, uh, uh, motivator for ingenuity. Yeah. Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things coming out of this that, uh, out of this period of time that will have a lasting effect just due to how well, well it works. So. <laughs> what, is, so. <laughs> what, what is the schedule of uh, blood sport that you'd want to have ideally? And then like, how is it going to be going forward? Cause like, uh, we're still trying to work that out. Um, we do have blood sport, uh, five this weekend with, uh, John Moxley versus Davey boy Smith jr. Very excited. And Chris Dickinson versus J.R. Kratos, the battle, battle <laughs> of the, and, uh, you know, the return of super beast oh. and, oh Bad and Simon oh. Grimm and that, the, the, the youngest, most roaringest of lions, Alex Coughlin and, uh, yes. and everybody else. Uh, Regular Beast uh, was at home sick, so he didn't have to bring him in. Well, that is a Quarantine's shame. That's unfortunate. But, but I have, a, yeah, yeah. No, you know, Regular Beast couldn't make it, and uh, we do have someone out there trying to get a hold of Super Duper Beast. I don't think you're big enough time for that yet. Wait, we're working on it. We're working on it. Wait, we at least got our feelers. We like we were so impressed with some of the scary human specimens that yeah. that you that you are getting and and you know like you're talking about the it's 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 really about bringing it into the ring and focusing on that and you don't have the long-term storytelling potential but then what that does to just be told this guy is super beast and we don't know a lot about him and he's just gonna do what he does that's fascinating yeah it works i mean let's go let's go dissect uh wrestling throughout the eras just in even in a a very surface level element uh this kind of stuff has always existed. And, and, you know, I look at wrestling as one of those things um, even, and, and when I say wrestling, let, let, let's even um, let's even uh, close that box onto the professional wrestling uh, specifically with uh, we'll even just stick with the work side of it. And that is, it is one of those things that is a direct view into the, the human behavior and human condition. And the, the stories that are told are the same stories that all humans and all people tell over all history. Um, and, you know, you could, you could take probably a religious story and overlap overlay that onto something from blood sport. And it would fit because it's that her- heroic ideal. It's the overcoming. It's, it is the things that, that are hero's journey quite, quite yeah, very Joseph Campbell, and it is, yeah. it is very much um, drawing upon those things that every human across all time and space knows <laughs> is inspiring and interesting to them. And we love, at, and yeah, Super Beast is an unknown, but the one thing you do know about him <laughs> is don't fuck with him. But, <laughs> uh, 
but you know, hey, we 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 are trying to do more things as much as we can, like uh, like you know, with our normal blood sport uh, presentation, we always do an opening ceremony, like Pride, and cool. um, uh, we also uh, did a press conference uh, for Bloodsport Two, uh, and we got some people out there to ask questions. We had some wrestlers up there to talk about their upcoming bouts for the on the on the night then in the next night, and uh, this guy. So one of our top blood sport uh, talents is this guy named Eric Hammer, also a very scary individual. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this this guy in the audience goes, he asks he asks him a question, uh, and Hammer just picks the mic up and looks dead through the guy, and just tells him how it is. And the dude comes up to me and goes. I thought he was going to jump over that table and kill me. I was not. I felt like I made the biggest mistake in my life asking him that question. And I couldn't figure out whether it was the way I asked him, if it was the question itself. Like, I, all I know is I had stepped in it and I didn't know how to get out of it. Do, do you think that, like, uh, like, what, like doing your, your show the way you do it with people who come in for one show and they don't necessarily have, like, long-term relationships, that that creates an interesting like dynamic between performers that, that don't know each other intimately, like as coworkers? Uh, I'm not saying that these guys don't know each other. Uh, actually, um, they're, they're, it very easily could be that there's plenty of overlap here, uh, at, at the very least. And this is something I've made quite, um, uh, uh, public knowledge, uh, even through just listening to my commentary over these things. And that is, Hell, I've trained a ton of these people mm. <laughs> in one way or the other. And I, I know, you know, it's funny because I've been in wrestling, the wrestling side of things for as long as I have. Uh, 2000, I guess you could say, yeah, 2002, since 2002. So, uh, you know, I've been involved in professional wrestling, uh, working and otherwise. Uh, but it's, it's, there's actually a lot of, it seems to be unknown that I've had a hand in, training so many people like i mean i've even trained shinsuke nakamura before so if you if you see him do uh, a, a reversal <laughs> if someone tries to whip him and he reverses it into a flying triangle that's because <laughs> i taught him how to do that damn you know i mean it's things of that nature or like tatsutoshi goto or not tatsutoshi goto hiroki goto <laughs> the other goto at the time when i was in new japan uh was the guy i used to warm up before i fought for the oh, king wow. of pancreas title Jeez. You know, and I had Manabu Nakanishi in my corner, or that I trained. Uh, uh, oh, God damn it! Um, uh, my my mind is absolutely hitting a blank. Um, how is that? Izu, uh, Takashi Izuka was a tag team partner of mine. We were undefeated, and I also trained him to do a, a shoot catch wrestling match against Minoru Suzuki, who went to a draw. So, I mean, and I could go on and on and on with these kind of crazy stories, but. So I'm really, really glad to also give a, a highlight to these people that I know personally yeah. are really talented if given the right opportunity, if given the right space to let themselves show out. And uh, you know, I love to do that with Bloodsport as well as just trying to build up this this place in wrestling, this 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 part of wrestling that doesn't really exist that much anymore. Yeah. And how hard is it, it to is get? What it is. I was wondering what? about the. Oh, sorry. I was wondering about the structure of the show because um, watching it, it seemed like there were some matches where for someone who's never seen it before, you'd be able to, you know, you learn the style. So how much of the show are you sort of structuring it to teach people 
what this style is versus people who are already in the mix know a lot about it? Not that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was, uh, yeah, I'm the booker and agent and whatever on this thing. So, um, I'm using what I, what I've learned from being in professional wrestling and, uh, like having Gil Guardado versus, uh, uh, Diego Perez as the first match of the night yeah. on purpose. And, you know, I know that, that the, the byproduct is that people are going to learn. But that's not mm-hmm. the full intention. You know, I don't I don't think about like, oh, I need people to understand this or that. I just look at the matches uh, and I I go over things as a whole. And then I figure, OK, does this does this make sense? Is this you know, where's the story in this? You know, how is it? Uh, it's, it's I know that if the things that are important for anybody to understand wrestling are there, if, if that 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 th- through line is correct, then right. everything else will be fine. How hard is it to uh, Makes sense. transition people from uh, like either pro wrestling or MMA to this style? Like, are, are the physical demands different or like is timing weird? Or, you know, like. Uh, yeah, it's very difficult, actually, to find people that are capable of doing blood sport. Uh, it's just not there's not very many people out there and when and we have we have women wrestlers too for blood sport we had a, a women's one night four woman tournament um, awesome. in blood sport three and there's lots of uh female talent i would love to bring to it but even then they it, it's even harder to find um you know the proper uh female uh, fighters to get into this too because it's just a, a smaller pool right so yeah. you know, you're, you're digging you're digging you're digging and you're trying to find not necessarily just the most popular or over person. You're trying to find that person that has exactly what you need. And, and honestly, I generally don't give a shit how over somebody is or known they are often. If I know that they are someone that's going to deliver, mm. then I'll, I'm there and they're getting in my ring. And, uh, you know, uh, Eric Hammer, he's you know obviously really, he's really close to me. He's my, um, my main training partner for, MMA and everything. He's the first person I ever trained from the ground up as a professional wrestler, in addition to doing, you know, catch and, and fighting. Wow. But, and he wrestled over an IGF a bunch in Japan, but people didn't know who he was over here. But I just go, if I stick him in a ring and people see him, they're going to go, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you think you're going to, that's what you're going to find at a blood sport or, um, uh, bad dude Tito isn't like, Oh my God. Hmm. hugely known in the world of online wrestling but but i know him and i know how good he is and so that's why you know he's in blood <laughs> who else are you looking to bring in like are, do you have japanese people that you want to bring in but can't because of corona or are there other people uh well yes yes i mean that's always uh that's another thing is that because of my arc and my my history in professional wrestling i have access to japanese talent that other people don't and so um, I do want to, I've brought over Ikuhisa Minowa, who wrestled Tim Thatcher in Bloodsport 2. I've brought over, mm. AKA Minowa Man. Uh, I've had uh, Hideki Suzuki in mm. uh, Bloodsport 1 for me um, and would use him. Uh, and uh, I wasn't able to get him for Bloodsport 2, but I would use him in everything if I could. Uh, <laughs> another one of my students and uh, another guy from the Billy Robinson legacy like myself. And, uh, you know, I I wrestled Minoru Suzuki in Bloodsport 
and our first blood sport show, show that we did. So I, and, and we had Masash, uh, Takeda as well mm-hmm. in blood sport against Jonathan Gresham. So I, I, I love bringing over Japanese talent and I converse with people like Siyoshi Kosaka and Sugiera and Masakatsu Funaki. And I, I know a bunch of these people personally. And so I would love to, to bring them over. I would love to get another chance to be in the ring with uh, Kiyoshi Tamura, or I'd love to bring Nagata over if possible. It seems like uh, like you put you particularly, but but everybody is is having a lot more crossover like action. Like the mm-hmm. like the doors clear seems to be open between you and AEW, you and New mm-hmm. Japan. You've got people from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and all over the place. Like, what's what's that like? Is that a, is that a change or is that just how how it's been for you? Uh, well, you know, I didn't actually. I didn't really think about whether or not this was going to launch some people, but it, it has. And that's fantastic. In, in my opinion, I'm glad that others are able to, to use this opportunity in blood sport to elevate their profile or go to uh, a bigger company. Um, I've, you know, I, I have athletes in WWE right now. And so I converse with them whenever possible. Uh, I, I, definitely see them at things like WrestleMania and what have Mm. you. Um, (laughs) I've no, I know a lot of people in new Japan still. Uh, I know folks that are in AEW. Hell, one of my guys is in AEW, uh, Andy Williams, the butcher. So she knows my friend, Corey, they used to tour and Andy used to play. He was in a band. I'm so sorry to interrupt (laughs) because this is such Mm. a weird thing. It's such a weird connection, but they used to, he used to tour, uh, and this, in a band. And then when they had a break, he would go wrestle in some kid's backyard, just like any time, <laughs> anywhere. And I'm sorry. So just thinking about that, this guy wants to fight, you know, <laughs> just yeah. Uh, Andy had, had trained in professional wrestling. He was a high school wrestler. Uh, he'd been in plenty of street fights. And I, uh, in kind of a way as being a, a close friend, but also as just being, myself i was like dude you're gonna train with me every time you're in town and so i used to he would he would come out i would uh work with andy quite a bit i would teach him mma as well as you know work with him on professional wrestling stuff and i would put together things where like you know him and roderick strong are training together or him and i think i might have i think i was able to connect him with bobby lashley and other uh-huh. just you know people within my my circle but uh the point was i like dude you gotta you have a career in this if you want it for sure. And, you know, I put him in my first blood sport show against Chris Dickinson and uh, they had a nice explosive tangle and then, <laughs> for, you know, things keep gathering and he ends up in AEW, which is fantastic. I feel like an asshole yeah. now because you keep He's mentioning names you know, in previous shows I'm like, what? What, why haven't I seen that show yet? I fucking love it. I know. Uh, now we have to go back yeah, for that's sure. On me. <laughs> it, it's all up on fight. Sweet. All right. Ah, uh, yeah. And so you've now switched everything to Bloodsport.watch, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting because that's just going to build your own brand even further. Well, and we have a, uh, a the bonus for going to Bloodsport.watch, although, you know, I feel like I'm pretty proud of what we put together there for a streaming apparatus. I mean, it worked awesome with, I think I used Allcast and I just shot it over to my Roku and it was. That's brilliant. awesome. But, uh, uh, 
there's a chat function, I, I think, yes, that goes yes. with it. I and, did that. Uh, <laughs> it was that's fun. Awesome. I, love, I love having the, the fans be able to, you know, jibber-jabber with each other, even <laughs> yeah. if they're mad. You know what I mean? It's still something. But the other bonus about by going through Bloodsport.watch is that we can then put, you know, also get a get a, a mailing list together to try and make sure you don't miss those shows, but also do things like we're doing a raffle for anybody oh. that bought Bloodsport four or five or both, where they can win. They're all, you already entered if you just ordered it, and you can win a uh, a brand new ESP guitars guitar that's all been signed by uh, everybody that's in so Bloodsport. Cool. That's amazing. <laughs> that's huge. That's fantastic. That's yeah, all anybody then, wants. They want free stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, we're we're uh, we're teaming with Nuclear Blast, which is a, a massive metal um, dis- distribution label, and they're we're going to be doing some stuff with them as well. And that's uh, cool. And I posted that up to my Instagram and all that. But uh, you know, that that's something that gives us that direct control and ability to directly interact with the the fan base. But uh, Fight is super awesome because they have such uh, a great app and that when mm-hmm. you buy things on it, it's there forever, which is also really wonderful. And then all the, the promotional element of it, because people are looking for, for their wrestling and their fight products on Fight, right. on the fight app. So, you know, there's a, a great benefit there. Which too. band do you want to bring into Bloodsport? Uh, to, to fight, not, not to play, to fight. Yeah, they've already got the aesthetic. I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And they brought uh, Vikings to go get on stage and fight it out. Are they shows now? Oh, maybe you could have... <laughs> Never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I would love it. <laughs> that would absolutely match with Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Guar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Guar would match with Bloodsport, that's for sure. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we've been we've been really um, really pleased with the feedback we've gotten on these on these well the show that we've shown so far with, with Bloodsport four and I expect that we're going to get um, you know, good marks for Bloodsport five as well. You know, we worked really hard on this and I, I loved listening to you guys talk about wrestlers that you weren't that familiar with, but now you're like I feel like I I, I have an idea about them even if they do share <laughs> your first name. <laughs> I, I was going to bring that up if if you weren't because I don't I don't know if you understand how rare that is for me. Um, but I suffice it to say I went into that match a little invested in Calder Bacall. Uh, that was yeah. uh, that was that was cool for me and for no one else I'm sure. But uh, uh. but yeah. Yeah, Calder McCall is uh, he's the real deal. He's someone someone not to take lightly. And he was one of the ones, like, not everybody, like, uh, had uh, talk time, but he was one of the ones who did. Was, uh, like, uh, was there, like, was that a concerted thing of, like, the people that are particularly trying to offer that? I want to give them time for that. Some of it is just a matter of what we were able to just get. And what mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to, to think that when you, you schedule things out for production, oh, we're going to have this, and we'll get this bit, mm-hmm. we'll get... Yeah, it all looks good in your head, but I mean, honestly, you just never know. You let the camera roll, uh, the mics are on, and what you get is what you get. And so you work with it. And uh, uh, it just happened to be what was what what worked, what fit in with what we were doing at that that bit. But uh, you know, make no mistake, we want to, you know, 
Bloodsport allows the individual, and this is one of the reasons why, because I've been asked about this, and I believe this is one of the reasons why these wrestlers are are, are fighting here, and then other these other promotions are seeing them and, and going like, oh, well, we're going to bring them over. Because with it being so stripped down, mm-hmm. the individual shines. Like, the, you get start, I feel like you really get a feel like who this guy is or who this gal is when you watch them in the ring, uh, because they're so naked, like beyond gimmicks, beyond, you know, they're, you, you yeah. can't cover them up because there's nothing to cover them up with. So therefore they just let themselves shine as much as possible. And, uh, whether they say, uh, a lot or, or nothing in that ring, all is laid bare. Yeah. It definitely comes across that way. Yeah. Just and, pure... and I think that's one so of the best do parts you do it. any sort of, mm-hmm uh direction or working with them and like you know what you should amp this up or like be a little more you know this or that or are you like i don't know making a christopher guest movie where you're just like oh we're just gonna we're just gonna you know improvise (laughs) just see how it goes and then we'll uh i mean i have uh i have a folding chair that i sit in with uh, with one of those you have on your Cecil B. DeMille uh, jodhpurs as well? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't I, – my, 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 my goal is not to micromanage people into things. I, if, if, if I felt like that was needed, then I wouldn't bring them on. Like, what would hmm. be the point? I want you to go out there and deliver what I see in you. And that's the main thing. That's and fun. Like I said, I don't normally like to break the fourth wall much. I I love and believe in kayfabe 100%, but I know that some of that doesn't exist anymore. But um, if you if you want a wrestler to go out there and and deliver for you, then asking them to to ever try and be something that they're not is probably the worst way to go about it. Yeah, I can see that. You have to believe what you're doing before anything else, before someone else is going to buy it. So insincerity is yeah. something that people pick up on, even if they can't quite put a finger on it. Yeah. They don't like we it. used to be a, that's so true. <laughs> I used to do phone sales. So uh, true. We used to be a WWE <laughs> podcast. And when we switched over to AEW, like it, the difference was so stark because it feels like they, uh, AEW does a much amazing. better job of like letting people be people. And I feel like now we've, Mm-hmm. ascended to a higher level of just like letting letting fighters be fighters and it feels really cool <laughs> well i'm glad you that that you guys all really appreciated it that much uh, no, um clark chan uh, <laughs> let me uh let me put that uh also the the throat slash mm-hmm. thing that the davy boy does um, he's been my student since he was 19 years old, and and I oh whenever I win a fight, this is this is the yeah. show. Got it. It was homage to me. That makes That's you feel sweet. a lot better. Oh. And and the uh, and while it it is known as a crippler crossface, I think mostly that was because of alliteration. Because while you know it is correct that in wrestling and amateur wrestling is called a, a crossface, but from the catch perspective, cross you would say. Cross facing someone is to is to cross face and get the get their head turned and, and to try and pry them, let's say, off your leg or away from something or to, to move the body and catch. We would call it a face lock. And that's because we don't want to just uh, leverage in an uncomfortable way against them. And I'm really diminishing things. But it's uncomfortable because, yeah, it would suck. <laughs> Especially in amateur wrestling. Uh, 
like Hammer would tell stories like, well, you know, if they're letting me, he'd see, well, you can't wing your arm back and cross face them this way, but you might be able to just go bang and just crush them with one. And, and yes, if you, if you've ever been an amateur restaurant on the mat, you, you know, that's part of the program at times. Um, but in, and Davy Boy Smith Jr.'s case, so him, it's an arm trap face lock. And so you're trapping the arm so he mm-hmm. can't reach up to, to fight those hands. And then the idea is, and you can see he gets Tankman across, but it's not enough to make Tankman give up. So he has to readjust his grip to get uh, that chin all the way to the shoulder. And then, so now you have no more mobility left in the joint. And then he's applying pressure even further. And so he's trying to take it past your ability to to look side to side. And the other element is, so once you've moved a joint as far as it'll go, let's say, so if you look down or you looked up or you look to the left or look to the right to its to your fullest, like you get there and then there's nowhere else it can go. But once you've used all that direction in one way, it doesn't really go to any others. And so once the head is completely turned, so let's say the right, if I start pulling up on it, it's got no more slack to give. So now you're Damn. adding force and, and shearing force across two different directions with no ability, with no place, to, no slack, nowhere to move. So the way that move oh works best is you, you really, you can, you can do it with their head turned to the inside, but you really want to turn their face away from their hand. And then as you you get that all the way pinched in, locked in there, then you start lifting it up. And I appreciate you schooling a dummy like so, me who has dead. never been in a fight <laughs> and has no idea how much this stuff hurts. <laughs> like, uh, uh. Well, well, the like the, the the way that you you talk about these these techniques, like the way that they are de- are described, is is so incredible because it comes across like an engineering problem more than um, yeah. than than wrestling and and the things that you're talking about, like are are so grounded and and real and not scorpion leg locks and 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 things like that so it's there's a there's an enormous satisfaction in it there there is a way to apply the scorpion death lock in in a legit way too and i could show you how to do that i can show you how uh your your traditional cravat is can either a be choking the ever-living shit out of you or b breaking your neck so uh you know it's like uh, early on when i would work with other with, with with workers like i once when i first started training davy boy smith jr I was also training. Uh, he also brought along Jack Evans. And so oh I worked with Jack Evans on knee bars and showed him. Uh, I would I gave him a demonstration on the difference between how you see things in, in the ring, uh, let's say in the WWE or what have you, versus how it was originally applied. And so I just put him in a cravat for <laughs> real. And he was like, Jesus Christ. Man, that's, <laughs> I go, look, this is no joke. And then. Uh, I made him work on knee bars, spinning knee bars, and a few other things, some some arm lock work. And then I had him grab a, a throwing dummy and then work on his bridge and his northern lights to uh, get that perfect rainbow arch and, mm. and work on his fulcrum to get uh, dumping people over as nice as, as in that circular motion as possible. And it's like you say, an engineering problem. Uh, give me a long enough lever and <laughs> a fulcrum and I can move the world. Damn, so true. what was that, Archimedes? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the Archimedes of the ring in my book. <laughs> what is your, uh, if you have one, what is your goal for Bloodsport for the future? Do you have anything that you're aiming for or are you just letting it kind of blossom? Uh, I have some, uh, I have some short-term goals. Um, I, I've got 
got marks that I want to hit. Uh, but ultimately I want to, I want to build this to, to be as big of a product as it can be, but within the confines of it, never selling out. Like yeah. there's no, that's not acceptable to me. It needs, there is an ethos that it, that it, that it has to maintain. Otherwise it's, it's not, it doesn't work. And I won't, I won't do anything other than that way. Other, cool. I wouldn't be involved. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this is the sort of thing where you could start going down that road and get away with it for very long because yeah. of the absolute purity you're beginning with. Yeah, and and you know, I don't mean something as nitpicky as saying like, oh, you know, you had a guy with a mask in the ring. No, 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 no. Things way deeper and more fundamental than that. Yeah. Um, uh, that kind of stuff isn't really a big deal, but little things like even separating the wrestlers from their merch tables even like no you're here to you're gonna you're not gonna have the wherewithal to go out there and try to hawk gimmicks like, no. <laughs> well, I, it would have been the it would have been the funniest thing in the world to me if uh i think i think it was a uh, uh, super beast uh like had had a, a, the shoulder injury yeah. uh, at yeah. the end of his match and if he if he if he threw his shoulder into the brick wall like put his shoulder back right and then went over to sell merch directly from there Matt and I want to keep that uh, that distance so that the fans have something that they can look at that's larger than life. I I, I loved being a wrestling fan and looking upon yeah. like I, I mean all of them, you know, all the wrestlers you can think of, uh, the biggest and the baddest. I remember even you know getting to see the Road Warriors uh, in person once at a show as a kid and just being like, whoa, I want, I want to in this age of the internet and near endless amounts of information being at our fingertips. I want to try and find a way to elevate the athletes in that position again, so that the fans get that moment, get that feeling again of, of like, wow, holy crap, this is, this is larger than life. Um, I want I want that, and I want the wrestlers to be able to embody that. What they was do. that experience when you were like as young as young as you ever were, and and saw that stuff in person? <laughs> I like, ever were you, like, you know, like you know what I mean? Like with like the like at the, at the earliest points that you like that you you went to one of those events and saw those human beings in person. Like, what was the what was the effect of that on you as a as a boy? Ah, uh, it was yeah. Uh, how would I describe it? It was. Um, it was awe-inspiring. You know, you're, you're, it was like you were watching Titans out there yeah. go, go to war. And uh, as, a, as a kid who grew up in this real sweet spot of the 70s and 80s where cable became a thing, and because all these new channels were popping up, they needed to find content that was easily uh, acquired or produced. And so you get lots and lots and lots of uh, uh, Japanese anime and kaiju mm-hmm. shows and stuff that are just dubbed over kung fu cinema. You know, getting re- getting introduced to this this other p- approach towards towards cinema, or even things where they would just take B movies like Captain USA's groovy movies and stuff like that, and they would run that kind of stuff. And so I'm watching some of the craziest stuff on television. <laughs> And then you, you turn on NWA or WWF or something. You just like, whoa, like, look at these monsters. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's Godzilla versus uh, uh, Godzilla right versus there. King Kong. <laughs> Who takes this? 
<laughs> Look, one's a walking nuclear reactor. Thank you. Thank you. That should be a. Why they even have a movie? There's, there's no contest. Yeah. No, and Kong isn't even supposed to be nearly as big as Godzilla at all. Um, the whole Godzilla versus King Kong is a completely Japanese created concept and honestly i like king kong oh! versus mecha kong i have not That's seen that that's sure. awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's good it's a good one ah. <laughs> i mean what like in my book like the this movie needs to include the 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 mothra uh dancing <laughs> like the twin uh, girls numbers oh, or uh <laughs> the, the little the little yeah, yeah. uh yeah. Yeah. Girl, the twins blood sports yeah. Seven. Yeah. just putting it out there i like uh sure <laughs> I love uh, you're a big you're you really are a, a pretty big movie guy aren't you uh, mm-hmm. uh josh uh like and and i know you've you've uh, you've done a good uh, number of uh, movies in the past is that something you want to come from uh blood sport in a big way like are are you ever imagining a, a bl- like blood sport movies division something like that hmm. uh i'd never considered the idea of of entangling blood sport into film production or anything like that um, and the closest I could probably give to any kind of, uh, not even, they're not even related, but uh, I did do, excuse me, I did do, uh, two different roles in a movie, uh, from this group called Bellflower, uh, mm-hmm. or, um, this group called, uh, Coat Wolf. We did a movie called Bellflower and they've got some other stuff in the works and we shot a film back in 2012 and, Post maybe getting done finally soon might be released. They might have the perfect <laughs> edit, but I mean, this is you know, a real passion project. I played two That's different cool. characters. I did fight choreography for it. I've got, you know, I mean, someone gets tombstone pile driven oh. in it. I mean, it's wild. So, um, that's, you know, but otherwise I have movie ideas in my head. I've got plotted out characters flushed out and all kinds of stuff. And so maybe, at some point in my life, I might meet up with someone where we could write something and put it to screen. But Bloodsport in and of itself is it is just a wrestling product. Uh, there's lots of little cool things we can tie in with it that work, uh, especially in the metal industry. Uh, but yes. mostly, you know, the, the emphasis is the, the fighters. That's that's the point. The fighters in in this you know sacred, sacred ground. Uh, so this. Next Bloodsport, Bloodsport 5, we have John Moxley finally hitting the mat. Um, not against you, though I'm hoping at some point in the future that will be a thing. It seems like he, uh, his character s- plays well into this exact type of wrestling. Um, for the potential AEW fans, which I really hope everybody does watch it because they should. It's really good. What would you want them to take away from it? What do you, you know, how would you sell it to them? I would say um, it's a it's a it's a unique challenge Mm -hmm. to any wrestler that you may know of, and that in it, this is a place. If you're a Moxley fan, you get to see him the purest you can you'll you'll ever find him in in a scenario where he is quite possibly at most risk. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, You know, Davey Boy Smith Jr., yes, it is very on the nose. But let me tell you, even when I was training him, he was maybe in his early 20s. 
And I remember we, he was like, well, how do you, how do you go when you do pull-ups, how do you do them and this and that? And I'm watching him and he was, he struggled to do two pull-ups back then. He was like still an enormous kid. And I think he was in WWE at the time. <laughs> and yet if he grabbed a hold of you, it was like you just got grabbed by a wild beast. He was <laughs> insanely strong. And I go, I don't know why. Maybe you were too busy instead of pulling yourself up. Maybe you're trying to pull the bar and bend it. I don't know. But <laughs> the amount of, you know, this dates me, but there used to be these Samsonite luggage commercials where the person would check their bag in and it would go on this conveyor into the, the downstairs area and the, 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 the camera would follow it. And then when the bag would come down the belt into wherever the sorting goes at the airport, there's a gorilla there. And it, just beat, it just beats the living shit out of every bag that comes through, you know? And the Samsonite bag, it would get pissed because it couldn't wreck it. And so I would say it doesn't matter how much Harry or uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. can lift. If he it, when he gets a hold, it's like the Samsonite gorilla getting <laughs> on you and just trying to pull you apart. I mean, it is bonkers. I once watched him sparring with a pride with a Ryzen fighter in the ring, and he got mad at himself because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't performing to the way he wanted to. His, his arms were getting gassed out, and he wasn't able to strike uh, as well as he'd wanted to. And he was taking shots, <laughs> so he just got so pissed. He just like put his hands down and put his head forward and just let himself like eat punches. To, to teach himself a lesson, I was like, yeah. "That's insane." Bring your hands up. This isn't going to help anything. That is, oh that is wild. Baby Boy Smith Junior. is is not not to be trifled with. Yeah, this is going to be really We're exciting. Looking forward to I'm very excited. <laughs> You've been so generous with your time with us today. Thank you so much. This well, has been I mean, an absolute it thrill. To listen to you guys ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> Got Clark Chan over here, really trying to trying, trying to get on my good side while that Cerberus in the background. We got we got Calder over here with his with his mad genius look. Either that or he looks like a like a craft beer distiller. Why not both? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm in uh, quarantine conditions long enough, I'll probably start brewing beer. I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah, you like hops. Come talk to me. Yeah. All I have is this extremely fat cat in the background. Those are wonderful. I do like how you've got the wallpaper with the with the trees, the trees. on it. And you can't. Yeah, very. You know, you can't see the painting she's of... got back there well enough, but the eyes are moving around. <laughs> There's someone back there. Well, it is pretty. It does stand out to me. It's like comic books. There's a drape. But at least he's got his his cover to keep the piece from popping on the mic, and then it's all. Hi, I'm I am delicate and I have thought of this. And I love my abode to be to, to be of such a nature as it brings peace and beauty. Wow. Well, you nailed well, it. Don't That's be, exactly right. Don't don't be fooled. Teresa has gotten frustrated in a fight and started taking them in the face deliberately herself. Uh, I mean, it could happen to any one of us. And I I, I love uh, her her effing and jeffing on the on the podcast I was listening listening to is pretty funny. But uh, I, I think to me it was just a stark contrast in that. Yeah, us guys will live in absolute filth as long as we've got like the thing that we like. And she's like, that's, no, that's not acceptable. I didn't even think, I wasn't planning ahead. I didn't think actually my apartment would be visible. So, well, here it is. It's all well, my things. Mine. You know, I've, got, I've got art up and all kinds of like, that looks cool. whatever. I mean, 
That's a Shira doll, a mounted Shira doll. And then I have this awesome drawing of, I went to a comic book signing and there was one of the um, Simpsons uh, artists was there. And so he did a cool Mr. Burns that says why. Mm. Of course (laughs) I believe in green energy. It's pretty great. uh, A Simpsons artist used to come to these amateur MMA fights in LA called the University of Mixed Martial Arts. And my buddies were the promoters of it. And so he'd bring his, his, they were uh, one of them. The Simpsons artist was friends with uh, my buddy. And so one time he, well, maybe it was a writer who brought an artist, something like that. And so I ended up with a doodle of somebody (laughs) doing Simpsons characters. (laughs) doing MMA from being at. Oh, that's so shows. cool. And I've got it somewhere, but I, it's pretty rad. <laughs> Dana Gould podcast. And I did Dana, yes. Dana, uh, Dana That was Gould. fantastic. I, I did his podcast, uh, who is, yeah, who is uh, known for writing for The Simpsons. Yes. He's, uh, I just want to thank every individual that's ever had anything to do with that show from the bottom of my heart for giving me a lifetime of peace and joy. <laughs> <laughs> from that show alone it's, it's it's wonderful and there are you know yeah i think it was the other day someone brought up the like uh the whole boys and girls our brothers and sisters are natural enemies just like the scots and the irish the english and scots scots and japanese scots and other scots damn it scots ruined scotland and yeah and skinner is all uh, and he goes, wow, you Scots sure sound like a contentious people. You've just made an enemy for life. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so we, uh, we we let the Simpsons references fly free. You know, the taste like burning or go banana. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I have three kids and no money? Why can't I have no kids and three money? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or the sting roll. Uh, the, oh, the, yeah. yeah, the stinger. They don't they don't allow that anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, I think you I think you meant uh, or you look like a, someone who is as happy as got two knives. You know, I think we two wives. It's like, I feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, my. This has so, been yeah, so much fun. I can't wait to see this next episode. Uh <laughs> episode i'm calling it episodes it's more these are more like events you know because they're not episodic they're you know whenever you're able to get this together and the conditions are right and i I guess to to, to further clarify yeah i have some i have some ideas on how we'd like things to roll out we have plans to do obviously more blood sports uh this year we have april 8th in tampa we're going to be at the cuban club um, for Bloodsport, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Six, and I would, I would like to do at least four shows a year. You know, I don't want to do it monthly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know that that's something we could we could even accomplish. But uh, I like the fact that there is a specialness to this product. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that like uh, like works out really great to give each one specialness and allow you to go all the way that you really want to with each one, and you know to to you know like your your small batch beer of wrestling here, uh, to to be able to say like you know the same way you get to to ride a roller coaster faster when you're alone by having all these irregular one time performances, the people you can get and what you get to do. That seems like a thing worth preserving for sure. Yeah, although I would say I'm more more or less a small small batch whiskey maker than, uh, than beer, but. <laughs> 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. <laughs> really appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy Bloodsport 5. And, uh, you know, that's coming up this weekend at bloodsport.watch. And buy the uh, buy the event if you haven't already. And that will put you into entry to win a possible ESP guitar signed by every Even regular every beast? athlete from Bloodsport 4 and 5. Please wait. <laughs> even regular beats. Yeah, we uh, really for that one. Oh boy! Well, if uh, if I get that guitar, I'm going to use Super Beast's autograph to try to figure out who he is and, and where he's you uh, from. Since you guys don't have that details, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, feel free. We, we'd like to know too. You know, send us a, send us a message on uh, AOL to, to let us know. <laughs> All right. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> 